Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, chief shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. The king of love my shepherd is, whose goodness fails me never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransomed soul he's leading. And where the verdant pastures grow with food celestial feeding. Perverse and foolish oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me. And on his shoulder gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me. In death's dark veil I fear no ill with you, dear Lord, beside me. Your rod and staff my comfort still, your cross before to guide me. You spread a table in my sight, your unction, grace bestowing. And oh, what transport of delight from your pure chalice flowing. And so through all the length of days, your goodness fails me never. Good shepherd, may I sing your praise within your house forever. The Lord summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth. 
from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty he shines. Our God comes, he keeps silence no longer. Before him fire devours, around him tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord summons heaven and earth to witness his judgment on his people. Come to me in your distress, and I will save you. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky, all that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your, voter, your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come to me in your distress and I will save you. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, but how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds, you who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime, you who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this. And should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Father, 
because Jesus, your servant, became obedient even unto death. His sacrifice was greater than all holocausts of old. Accept the sacrifice of praise we offer you through him. And may we show the effects of it in our lives by striving to do your will until our whole life becomes adoration in spirit and truth. A sacrifice of praise will give me glory. from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, what is the meaning of this proverb that you recite in the land of Israel? Fathers have eaten green grapes, thus their children's teeth are on edge. As I live, says the Lord God, I swear that there shall no longer be anyone among you who will repeat this proverb in Israel. For all lives are mine. The life of the Father is like the life of the Son. Both are mine. Only the one who sins shall die. If a man is virtuous, if he does what is right and just, if he does not eat on the mountains nor raise his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, if he does not defile his neighbor's wife nor have relations with a woman in her menstrual period, if he oppresses no one, gives back the pledge received for a debt, commits no robbery, if he gives food to the hungry and clothes the naked, if he does not lend at interest nor exact usury, if he holds off from evil doing, judges fairly between a man and his opponent, if he lives by my statutes and is careful to observe my ordinances, that man is virtuous. He shall surely live, says the Lord God. But if he begets a son who is a thief, a murderer, or who does any of these things, though the father does none of them. A son who eats on the mountains, defiles the wife of his neighbor, oppresses the poor and needy, commits robbery, does not give back a pledge, raises his eyes to idols, does abominable things, lends at interest and exacts usury. This son shall, certainly shall not live. Because he practiced all these abominations, he shall surely die. His death shall be his own fault. Only the one who sins shall die. The son shall not be charged with the guilt of his father, nor shall the father be charged with the guilt of his son. The virtuous man's virtue shall be his own, as the wicked man's wickedness shall be his own. But if the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, 
he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked? Says the Lord God. Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You say, the Lord's way is not fair. Here now, house of Israel, is it my way that is unfair? Or rather, are not your ways unfair? When a virtuous man turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies, it is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if a wicked man turning from the wickedness he has committed does what is right and just, he shall preserve his life. Since he has turned away from all the sins which he committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. And yet, the house of Israel says, the Lord's way is not fair. Is it my way that is not fair, house of Israel? Or rather, is it not that your ways are not fair? Therefore, I will judge you, house of Israel, each one according to his ways, says the Lord God. Turn and be converted from all your crimes, that they may be no cause of guilt for you. Cast away from you all the crimes you have committed and make for yourselves a new heart and a new spirit. Why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, says the Lord God. Return and live Never again shall they say, the fathers ate unripe, unripe grapes, the children's teeth are set on edge. Only the soul that sins shall die. I will judge each person according to his own deeds. The son shall not suffer for the sins of the father, nor the father for the sins of his son. Only the soul that sins shall die. from the decree on the ministry and life of priests of the Second Vatican Council. By the sacrament of orders, priests are formed in the image of Christ the priest, to be ministers of Christ the head in constructing and building up his whole body, the church, as fellow workers with the order of bishops. In the consecration of baptism, they have already received, in common with all Christians, the sign and gift 
of so great a vocation and grace that even in their human weakness, they have the power and the duty to seek perfection in accordance with our Lord's words. Be perfect then, as your Father in heaven is also perfect. Priests are obligated in a special way to acquire this perfection. By receiving holy orders, they have been consecrated in a new way and made living instruments of Christ the High Priest so as to be able to continue through the years Christ's wonderful work, which by divine power has restored to wholeness the entire family of man. Since, the, since each priest acts as far as he may in the person of Christ himself, he is given special grace to help him grow toward the perfection of the one whose role he plays as he ministers to his flock and the whole people of God. He receives grace for the healing of human weakness from the holiness of Christ, who became for us a high priest, holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners. Christ, whom the Father sanctified, that is, consecrated and sent into the world, gave himself for us to redeem us from all sin and to purify for himself an acceptable people zealous for good works. So, through his passion, he entered into his glory. In the same way, priests, consecrated as they are by the anointing of the Holy Spirit and sent by Christ, put an end in their lives to the sins of our selfish nature and give themselves wholly to the service of mankind and so are enabled to grow in perfect manhood in the holiness with which they are enriched in Christ. As they exercise the ministry of the Spirit and of holiness, they are strengthened in the spiritual life provided that they are docile to Christ's spirit, who gives them life and is their guide. By the sacred actions they perform daily and by their entire ministry in communion with their bishop and fellow priests, they are set on the way that leads to perfection. The holiness of priests is itself an important contribution to the fruitfulness of their ministry. It is true that God's grace can affect the work of salvation even through unworthy ministers. But God ordinarily prefers to show his wonders by means of those who are more submissive to the inspiration and guidance of the Holy Spirit and who through close union with Christ and holiness of life are able to say with St. Paul, I live but no longer is it I who live. It is Christ who lives within me. I have longed to give you the gospel and more than that, to give you my very life. You have become very dear to me. 
My little children, I am like a mother giving birth to you until Christ is formed in you. You have become very dear to me. Almighty, ever-living God, who by a singular grace gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your son and by means of his ministry renewed the wonders of your mercy. Grant that through his intercession we may be united constantly to the sufferings of Christ and so brought happily to the glory of the resurrection through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks. Thanks.